0: I went to a marvelous party. Max, most people mm-hmm. don't even Zip know the facts. The underlying ideas don't have enough depth to last for an entire season. <laughs> Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time.
1: Fine, you first, Eric. <laughs>
0: Tonight's live cast is streaming to you through the dinnerpartyshow.com with your hosts, New York Times bestselling novelists Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn and you're listening to the April 14th, 2013 live cast of the Dinner Party Show. Tonight, we will not be talking about Beyonce and Jay-Z's vacation to Cuba or his subsequent rap lyrics about the president. We figure if raps about shooting police officers and beating women aren't making the national news, Jay-Z's allusion to a PR gaffe isn't worth mentioning either.
1: And we will not be discussing the comment Justin Bieber made when he visited the Anne Frank House, where he wrote in the guest book that if the Holocaust victim were alive today, he hoped she would be a fan of his. Uh, Oh my God, someone muzzle this kid before he comes out in favor of animal cruelty.
0: Or anything else. Uh, We would prefer to talk about the fact that Brad Paisley and LL Cool J, a know each other and B are working together more than any alleged controversy over their rap song mashup about being accidental racist
1: and we're not talking about the teen mom star who got pissed when a famous porn star <laughs> blew the lid on her same sex tape get famous scheme fake sex tape get famous scheme that's a lot of hyphens except for one word of advice for everyone out there it's never an effective strategy to
0: falsely accuse a porn star of having a small penis cause we've all seen it We have no comment regarding, nor do we want to hear about, the Coachella Music Festival. And we have
1: no comment on Kesha's gold tooth, either. Really?
0: We will not discuss fainting dance contestants, diving competitions that don't involve Tom Daly, or any news about Jodi Arias other than that of her being convicted and incarcerated.
1: Mm -hmm. As for everything else, it's all on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner
0: Party Show. And now... Here to deliver tonight's provocation is multiple best-selling author, Tea Party member, millionaire Obama hater, and all-round right-wing zealot Teresa Sparks.
1: Hi, God, it's me again, Teresa Sparks. True patriot, proud gun owner, and all-around pin-up girl for anti-social spree killers in training. <laughs> First off. Thanks for speaking directly to me all the time and not relying on all those confusing intermediaries. Thanks to your guidance, I've been able to determine which of my fellow Americans are acting in accordance with your will and which of my fellow Americans I need to bend to your will with Roger Isle's bare hands. So let's get to this whole dinner party show nonsense. <coughs> I asked you about these guys last week when I was on the firing range and you didn't get back to me. Maybe I just couldn't hear you over all the other red-blooded Americans who were demonstrating their patriotism by firing semi-automatic weapons at pictures of our president. I love this country. (laughs) Thanks for making it in your image. Except for the black parts. Anyway, back to this dinner party show crap seems to me like the entire show is a celebration of liberal godlessness and destructive sexuality. But here they are asking me to give the provocation. I mean, is there a message for me here, God? Is there? Is it my duty to convince their listeners that it's the God-given right of every American not to pay for the government they rely on? I mean, as far as these jerks are concerned, Ronald Reagan's just some mediocre actor who became president of the United States by telling everyone exactly what they wanted to hear, and then secretly raising taxes and driving up the deficit while publicly claiming he was doing the opposite. (coughs) Anyway, so talk to me, God. Should I bless this mindless bacchanal of mad effeminate chatter with my incisive brilliance and astronomically high conservative book club sales, or should I let them stumble into the same lake of sin I almost drowned in back when I used to do a lot more blow? At any rate, I'm still waiting to hear back from you, so I guess I'll send those guys an autographed photo of me and my favorite Winchester rifle leaning on a Harley Davidson underneath an American flag next to a barbecue grill full of hot dogs in the shape of an apple pie. What do you think, too gay? All right, amen, over and out, and God bless
2: America. <laughs>
1: God, get her.
0: Well, that was moving.
1: Well, she goes on for a long time. I think that was the longest provocation we've ever had one of our correspondents do. In history. Yeah, in history. Three (laughs) minute blessing. The Pope is briefer. (laughs) <laughs> the Pope is Pope, for griefer yes. for for, free. Yes, for less time. For less than... time. Thanks for saving that jumbled one-liner. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Boy, are we hopping mad tonight, but we're not going to get— I am telling you what, I am Ooh, fit to be we tied. We are pissed. <laughs> but if you— Followed us on any kind of social media anywhere you probably have heard about it. We have been fighting with people on Facebook all weekend. Well, for the most part, we've been—we've not really been fighting. We fought with, with
0: people. one person
1: on one Facebook. one person
0: said something. A yeah. couple of people were whatever, but and if you want to know what, some of them what, were just discussions,
1: right? And so we're going to get to that in a minute. But we have—we have some neglected housekeeping that we have to get to here on the show. Our wonderful sound guy Brandon Griffith celebrated a birthday this week. Yeah.
0: okay yeah he was 31 this week <laughs> and he's ag- and he's gonna be 31 again this week <laughs> you have a
1: birthday month. Don't get on Brandon for, you know, having multiple birthday celebrations. I don't believe
0: I was getting on Brandon about anything. I can see it in your eyes. And my birthday month is not over until (laughs) next Wednesday, so you stop talking smack to me, young man. I like it when you talk all
1: street, Eric Shaquan. You're usually so fancy. That's yeah. Uh, We have another birthday that isn't Eric's or mine, and that's Becca Giotto. We forgot to recognize our wonderful videographer. This is actually his last night with us for a while. We have someone new coming in to do the video for our YouTube channel, but Beckett has been wonderful, and he has launched our video operation here at the Dinner Party Show.
0: And he is videotaping us right at this very moment. Absolutely. So he, he happens to be in the rooms, we get to say happy birthday in person. Yeah. and Happy we birthday, Beckett. Two- thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks, Beckett. Um,
1: <laughs> this is going on too long. Mean it. Anyway, Love you, um, uh, We have two wonderful guests here tonight Tony Sweet and Ann Walker. Tony Sweet is a pioneer in internet radio. Together, they have launched the Universal Broadcasting Network. A lot of Tony's work in this area inspired us to do what, what we do, and so he's a friend of the show. This is his second time on, but it's Ann's first time on the I show. Would, I
0: would go with the word convinced. He convinced us yeah. to do this. Like, we originally were going to work with Tony when we first started the, this process. Yeah. Eventually, we decided to do it. A- on her own, but right. Tony really actually gave us the idea and kind of showed us how. So we'll be talking about what this what this world is sort of
1: about, this sort of new internet radio uh, frontier, and also um, what you say when you can say anything you want. <laughs> and,
0: and then Anne, I don't know if you guys are, are aware of her, but I, she's a, I'm a huge fan. She was on the, the television series Sorted Lives. I think right. it's a place where you might most likely have seen her, but plenty of other places that you might have seen Anne over the well, I'm not going to say over the years because that would be indelicate. But, that would be indelicate. Um, in the past, over her storied career.
1: Sorted Lives is currently for sale on, on our website. and We'd like to remind you that if you purchase products through our store, you are supporting our affiliates. And our affiliates give us a small percentage of the commission. And that allows us to keep the show completely free. Everything we do is currently free.
0: Absolutely. So we really appreciate it. And there's
1: great stuff. Absolutely. And so because we are so, so eager to get to what we're so, so angry about, we're going to go right to our live report from Breck Artery. Take it away, Breck. We take you now to Breck Artery live from in front of the offices of the IRS in Washington, D.C. Breck?
0: Good evening. This is Breck Artery coming to you live from your nation's capital. Well, tomorrow is April 15th, and aside from being Leonardo da Vinci's birthday, it's the day more Americans know as Tax Day. Our taxes are due on the 15th, but according to the folks at the Tax Foundation, most Americans won't have earned enough to pay off next year's tax bill until April 18th, a day euphemistically known as Tax Freedom Day. That is, it takes most people in this country a little over 100 days to come up with their share of the rent on the American lifestyle. So, for a little less than a third of our income annually, we Americans earn the privilege of living at a level no other people have ever attained or even come close to in the history of the world. For less than it would cost to pave and maintain the street in front of our own homes, we are provided with all the rights, privileges, and lavish perks to which citizenship in this country entitles us recently because we're too busy to pay much attention to them and the caliber of most of the people still willing to run for office has declined to such an extent that they lack the imagination to come up with any new ideas or the integrity to stand for anything, every election has become a referendum on whether or not we want to pay our taxes. The answer is, we don't. We don't want to pay for cable, either, or popular music, or anything, really. I mean, who would if you could get it for free? And though we like cable and popular music, We just don't want to pay for anything. So, taxes? It's kind of a stupid question, but sadly, it's the only one that bad politicians can come up with at election time, so it's pretty much all we hear about anymore. Rather than come up with anything new, or helpful, or God forbid, running our country, the only stupid, unimaginative, useless, and completely impractical solution that most politicians offer to the complex, multifaceted problems of modern life in a sophisticated country, all anybody runs on is cutting taxes. This just in, the truth about taxes is they don't take our money and stuff it in a big safe under the White House in an evil plot to deprive and destroy us. They collect our taxes and then spend them on us. Lavishly, even now. Even under the recent Cretan-dominated rule of the tax-cut morons who have been dragging the country down and holding us back as they try to turn our country into a second-class banana republic, middle-class Americans still live better than Louis XIV. He didn't have running water, toilets, or national electrification, let alone cable. So, as you take out time to file your tax return this year, once you've figured out how much you owe, instead of focusing on how much you're having to pay, why not consider all that you don't have to pay for? You're probably getting better value for your dollar than you might think. Maybe not as good as the zillionaires who bought and paid for all the bad anarchist anti-tax politicians who don't care enough about you to bother to come up with any new ideas other than to keep redistributing the wealth upward. But think what it would cost you to build the roads, freeways and bridges you drive every day to work, the schools your children attend, how much to pay the police and firefighters and armed forces who keep you safe, the food and drug inspectors, the educators and researchers. It's a long list of what you don't pay for every day, and probably costs a lot more than you could earn in 108 days. So, congratulations on getting such a good deal. Until next time, this is Breck Artery wishing you good night and good dinner.
1: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. The Dinner Party Show will be the judge of that.
3: Possibly. We had a little
1: confusion in the booth. Are I think, we
0: live, Brandon? Could we get like are we a hand live? signal? That's good. Some semaphore.
1: I think Tony Bennett induced a swoon in everyone I think here. Absolutely. What a very a, ironic lead-in, given live. what we're about to talk about. Okay, let's start with let's start the hors d'oeuvres this evening by quoting. Leonardo da Vinci, thank you to Caleb Hillman for putting this post on our Facebook page. Beyond a doubt, truth bears the same relation to falsehood as light to darkness. That is Leonardo da Vinci, folks. Whose Eric?
0: birthday is tomorrow? Yes. He would be like, you know, way over 30 mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm listening. Um, I've been watching uh, Spartacus. Uh, spoiler alert, the ending is really sad it's uh it's history and so they don't get to pick what ending the story has because mm-hmm. that's how history works it's already decided anyway the network that aired Spartacus which has has been a remarkably progressive show in its depiction of gay people was airing a new show called The Da, da Vinci's Demons mm-hmm. and so I T voted I set up to to watch that I thought that would be great fun I was really looking forward to see it and I sat and watched the show and I don't know who that show was about, but it wasn't about Leonardo da Vinci because this was about some womanizing straight guy with pretty homophobic attitudes and kind of snarky remarks about gay people. It bore no resemblance to what history tells us Leonardo da Vinci was actually like, and mm-hmm. I went insane. And I went with you. <laughs> Just and this I kind of you. stuff. Several years ago, there was a movie called Troy which is based on a 2,000-year-old epic. It is fiction, but it still actually exists. It is a written-down story that is a tradition, and I was delighted to see it. Brad Pitt was going to play... Achilles. Oh, I always want to, es- to say Aeschylus. Achilles, Achilles Yeah. And um, Garrett Hedlund was going to play his lover, Patroclus But when I went to see it, David Benioff, who I have sort of forgiven because he's done such a wonderful job with Game of Thrones, had written a script in which... Achilles and Patroclus were cousins, mm-hmm. which is not the same story at all. No, it's not. You know, they, depriving uh, gay people, particularly young gay people mm-hmm. or anyone of the notion that gay people can actually be the leading man or the hero of a story is a really insidious form mm-hmm. of bigotry. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. David Goyer's work, the man who developed uh, the Da Vinci's Demon, is pretty remarkable, and mm-hmm. I don't think he maliciously set out to do this. But I don't think he even put po- like it the word is me.
1: insidious. The word is insidious because it means something is reflexive. This is reflexive bigotry. It's like, oh well, if it's going to be a major show, we can't we can't accurately portray this guy's actual sexual identity. Or, or they
0: never even considered it as a possibility. Right. Like right. it never even occurred to them. Which I just think is bad writing. If you did, if you're writing about a historical figure, and you didn't even bother to look him up, then I just think you kind of suck as a writer.
1: uh, And I think they did look uh, look him up, and I think what's even more insulting about it was the charm offensive this show tried to do, where they claimed that they were going to do justice to the scholarly research around da Vinci's uh, sexuality, and they have done nothing of the kind. And what people do who don't want to talk about this issue is they say, well, there's speculation, and nobody knows for sure. There's not been that level of speculation around Leonardo da Vinci. There was speculation around whether or not he was a practicing homosexual or celibate but the famous art historian Kenneth Clark arguably one of the most famous art historians in the world, he started the BBC uh, series Civilization he passed away in 1983, he wrote in a book entirely about Leonardo da Vinci we cannot look at Leonardo's work and maintain that he had the normal man's feelings for women, those who wish in the interests of morality to reduce Leonardo that inexhaustible source of creative power to a neutral or sexless agency have a strange idea of doing service to his reputation He had a long-term partner uh, who worked as his assistant but was described as being one of the worst assistants you could possibly (laughs) be. Because he
0: wasn't his assistant. He was a
1: thief. He stole all sorts of money. He spent all kinds of money of Leonardo da Vinci's and Leonardo da Vinci kept him employed for 30 years.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because he wasn't his assistant.
1: Right, right. Uh, Michael White, a former science editor of British GQ, who also wrote a book about Leonardo called Leonardo the First Scientist, said there's little doubt that Leonardo remained a practicing homosexual. He also described other alleged homosexual affairs Leonardo had with a Florentine man named Avanti di Domenico and a young falconer, Bernardi, Bernardo di Simone. Um, so it's, this is a mountain of evidence that they ignored or pretended it really, wasn't there.
0: They've, they've acted like there's going to be some episode in which they deal with his bisexuality. But what? I'm saying is in that episode, that controversial episode, that should have been the one where maybe he had a dalliance with a woman. Right. Because that would have been the outlier for him. In he's already bedded the mistress of somebody um in the first episode of the show. There was no the only the only real encounters with any gay people in this particular episode were I guess that Pope is supposed to be this evil, child-murdering gay guy or something. Well, that's charming it's, really, it's really charming. Yeah. Um, but but possible. You know, there are gay villains out there, too, and I don't think we need to pretend that didn't happen, if it did. Um, and then the, Leonardo actually makes, the character who plays Leonardo actually makes this really sort of homophobic, dismissive remark to a model who is clearly being presented as a gay character. And this
1: scene was presented in these interviews that people associated with what the show did with After Elton and other
0: venues as proof that they were doing justice to his sexuality. It was literally, he, he dismissed it and he says, oh, you should go talk to, um, oh, not Bartolomeo? Uh, B- Botticelli. Botticelli. You yes. should go talk to Botticelli, he says, in a sort of dismissive Homophobic, like gay people are, you know, go talk to the fag. Like that's the sort of tone that he takes in the, that's the only real address to any sort of, like I I think it's fine for them to make this show, but why choose Leonardo da Vinci if you don't want to, none of the other actions are obviously, it's very fictionalized, obviously it's not Leonardo da Vinci's life, so why choose Leonardo da Vinci? I I have a real argument with doing this sort of Mm -hmm. stuff on a much larger scale. I hate, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. If you want to write a zombie book, go ahead. Leave Jane Austen the hell alone. I have a problem with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Abraham Lincoln is an actual mm-hmm. historical. Figure, I, I, mm-hmm. there were people, you know. I don't want people to get the impression that he's an actual. Like, what if I wanted to write a book called Abraham Lincoln, uh, KKK founder and racist? Like, would that really be okay? He's an actual figure there with an actual is a position. In, in and Abraham
1: cult. Lincoln Vampire Hunter that posits that his son was murdered by a vampire. This is an actual child that he gave birth to. Yeah, <laughs> that was just
0: over the line for and me. He, and it also posits that the that the, the Civil War was fought because vampires want. Wanted a ready supply of, you know, meat, people to eat, and slavery provided that to them. Kind of minimizing the whole slavery thing. I just, I think it's fine to come up with your own imaginative stuff, but I think it is really questionable to infringe on existing historical figures. And I think gay people have just simply been sanitized out of history. I like the word scrubbed. Yeah, scrubbed from history. And, And I think that's destructive. I mean, I'm old enough. God, I'm old enough to remember when God first moved into the neighborhood, but I, I'm also, but but young people listening to this show or seeing Leonardo da Vinci don't have any way of knowing. That Leonardo da Vinci was a gay man. So if I'm a young gay person, where are the heroes that I'm looking for? Barbara Walters says that the number one question that she is asked by people is, is so-and-so gay? And I I don't think it's just in an effort to include everybody. It's because we're desperately looking for our own gay heroes because Mm -hmm. they are being hidden from us actively in what isn't an insidious thing. There was a a study called the Clark Doll Experiment done years ago where black children— were shown, this was during the era of segregation, and they were shown little blonde-headed blue-eyed dolls and little, you know, uh, brown dolls with dark hair and dark eyes that more closely resembled them, and they were asked to identify the pretty one or the special one or the good one, and they picked the blonde-haired blue-eyed doll because that's what they were being taught. Mm -hmm. And this is what, this kind of insidious crap is Mm -hmm. what we're teaching gay children. You're not good enough to be a hero. You're not Mm -hmm. good enough to be the leading man in this series. So we just excise you from that possibility. They were depicted very favorably. Gay people were depicted very favorably, and I thought very um, frankly in the Spartacus, which also aired on the same network, mm-hmm. but they were not Spartacus. They mm-hmm. were not the hero of the episode. They were, it's fine to be the best friends, you know, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not okay to be the leading man, and that's really got to stop. We've posted a link on the Facebook page, I did, to Glad, an organization that's— that. That's purpose is about defamation of gay we people. Think, yes. You can you can click on there and actually ask them mm-hmm. to um to say something. We've to stars. posted
1: Eric's open letter to Stars about this, in which you say you believe this is an act of defamation. Absolutely, they, ha- they have completely altered the historical record about an existing historical figure in order of making a marketable show, and 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 they're in the process scrubbing history of of gay presence and of gay contributions. And I think that is, and we we had this bewildering exchange on Facebook this weekend with someone saying, well, it's fiction. Why are you talking about this? You
0: know, there is... Leonardo da Vinci is not fictional.
1: And there is a responsibility that an artist takes on when they're going to write about an existing historical period. Yes, there are some minor changes that you may have to make structurally. And you may have to say somebody had a certain type of car that they didn't have because you need them to get somewhere in a certain scene in a certain amount of time. Those sorts of things happen. But if you are making a commitment to write about a certain era or a certain individual, you have a responsibility to honor the truth the collective truth that you've gleaned through your research of who they were and nobody can look at the historical scholarly profile of leonardo da vinci and say that he's who he's being depicted as in this series absolutely no one
0: you could say he's a redhead if you want to you can say he's 12 feet tall if you want to but to, to intrinsically change his character and the nature of who he is i think is really and for the reasons that they did you know, I, I it is pretty clear to me that the reason that this guy that the because he's the hero of the show right. and Goyer says he wanted to write a Batman like I don't very little is as homoerotic as Batman right, and Robin, right. but that's another discussion. Yeah. But he wanted a new superhero. And yeah. so and I guess he just felt he couldn't create one that was a gay man. Right. I assume. That's, that's well, my they, takeaway. Well, I, I
1: think what, what really galvanizes a lot of writers around Leonardo da Vinci are his journals. What they want to do is they want to play with the content of those journals. And let me remind everyone that according to A Mind of Its Own, A Cultural History of the Penis by David M. Friedman, Leonardo <laughs> uh, da Vinci's notebooks contain 5,000 pages of elaborate, detailed sketches of the male penis. And they demonstrate— 5,000 pages? 5,000 pages. Wow. One a... page of Leonardo's notebook shows an erect penis sketch near the bottom of the sheet and to its left is a muscular male torso. In profile, its back turned to the penis.
0: Suspicious.
1: Whether it's intentional or not, the penis is poised to enter the male's anus. So, you know, that's just one of many examples. We could do an entire show
0: about well, this. Well, there's but... the famous drawing of actually of the lover, of Salai. Yes, absolutely. With the erection that used to be in the British Royal Collection. I'm not sure who holds it these days, yeah. but it, it's actually... Of, uh, it's erotic and, you know, fully erect and but, and his boyfriend.
1: Absolutely. and But to answer the question, and I think we should close and, and, and move on with the rest of our show. No, Before, I don't want to talk about anything the reason, else. The reason we are talking about this at the level that we are talking about is imagine if they had, as you said, done the Martin Luther King— junior story right. and made him white
0: yeah, or made his contributions that of a white friend or this weekend the 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 show 40 to the movie 42 that's doing very yes. well at the box office about Jackie Robinson a very historical and important uh, Figure in the civil rights movement, the first black mm-hmm. baseball player for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and what if we made him, you know, a Latin guy or a white guy who was just yeah. very supportive of, you know, what if that wasn't the story? It w- people wouldn't do that, and it yeah. would—that's the the level absolutely. of offense that we're talking and about I, and I, here.
1: The example that I like is what if we went and revisited the great contributions of women throughout history and said that their husbands were really responsible for them, or that's just what made I said.
0: or just made their characters into men?
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Oh, which okay. We
1: probably do. Well, I'm sure we will be returning to this issue at some oh, point because in the I'll future. just start
0: talking about it again. Are you, Are you going to watch more of the show? Uh, you
1: are know, you going to monitor this show? or Are I you going to be able no, to do I that? I have
0: no idea. I've I just I was so blown away by my experience on Friday. I, I don't know. I have no idea what to say.
1: Yeah. Well, John Matson on our Facebook page is saying, "Note to self: never piss off Eric Shaw." <laughs> <Quinn."> <laughs> And on that note, a word from one of our new sponsors.
0: Tired of the ho-hum predictable vacations? Bored with itineraries that account for every moment of your trip? Looking for excitement, spontaneity, and unpredictability? Maybe it's time to take another look at Carnival Cruises. At Carnival you might spend your vacation in luxury having your every whim catered to or drowned in a bottomless cup of soft serve. Or you could spend your days adrift in the dark, crapping in an ice bucket and sleeping in a deck chair so you don't suffocate in your windowless cell. Thanks to a largely unregulated industry filled with ships registered and sailing under the flags of corrupt countries you've probably never heard of, man, Carnival's soulless corporate overlords have been able to skimp on everything from food quality to basic human safety to maximize their profits and turn your vacation into a crapshoot. So, if you're looking for something completely unexpected for your next vacation, look no further than Carnival Cruise Lines if your friends could see you now.
2: The highest brow, which I must say is he, should pick the lowest brow, which there's no doubt is me. What a step up, holy cow! They'd never believe it if my friend could
4: see.
0: Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Soup's on. And now it's time for astrological advice
1: from Twan, Queen of the Stars.
0: Hey, Twan, Queen of the Stars here with the real dirt on what the constellations are up to and how you can read the signs before they read you. Don't snap at me, Scorpio. You do not have to be a Taurus to be feeling a little horny this week, but it doesn't hurt. The love goddess Venus transits Taurus starting Monday the 15th, and things will stay hot until May 9th. You will be more than a little in touch with your sensual side, hands everywhere. But if you're looking to cool things off, look no further than Aquarius, who will be bearing an ice-cold bucket of water to throw on even the simplest of social gestures. The rest of the heavenly signs will not find their sensual indulgence limited to the obvious during Venus leisurely stroll through the bull's star-spangled pasture. You will have an appetite for personal luxury and creature comfort that is the equal of your more carnal desires cuddle up to your sweetie, but you might enjoy buying yourself a dozen roses, especially if you find yourself waiting on Aquarius to remember that you have any feelings at all. I mean, birthdays are the same day every year, Aquarius. Buy a calendar, for God's sake, or pay someone who isn't a self-involved idiot to call you and remind you if you can't be trusted to keep track of one date. So... Wrap yourself in velvet and treat yourself and your beloved to your favorite gourmet meal because Venus has got your back and Aquarius is way too busy thinking about himself to bother. Till next time, this is Twan reminding you to watch out for the stars. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for the soup. Brought to you by your perpetually victimized gay brother.
1: I will have you know that I am writing a play about all of you.
0: The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it.
1: Welcome back to The Dinner Party mm-hmm. Show with Christopher Rice and Derek Shaw Quinn. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Derek still- Shaw
0: Quinn. And we're already having a big time. We <laughs> We've
1: got good guests. We've got uh, Tony Sweet and Ann Walker.
4: Hello. Oh, yes. Hey. The children oh, are children.
5: Thrilled. I love my nieces and nephews came. Oh, Tony, this it. is your second time on <laughs> yes, the show. Yes, I'm no longer a
1: virgin. Absolutely. And the, the, oh, yeah. Ann, that, this, this is, is your, what did
5: it. It's Anne's first
1: time on the show, and together you all started the Universal Broadcasting Network, which you were talking about the last time you were here, but which had not launched yet. Not so talk to laun- us about the launch.
5: Well, yeah. Uh, you know, Anne is the CEO. Oh, I know. And Tony oh, yeah. is the president. Yes, Thanks. thank say. you. We, we, but we're you really don't have to co-owners. Bail. Yeah. We are co-owners. Just
6: plain. Uh, we put all of our money in it, and we're dead now. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're eating cat food, yeah. and
5: uh, uh, now actually, you know, well, we take the along. cookies <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get it. Yeah, if we if all the cookies are gone, you'll know why. Uh, but yeah, you know, we launched uh, uh, February first, uh, and congratulations, yeah, excellent, and, and it's doing very, very well. It really is. We have sixteen shows already. Wow, our, and. I'd say by two and a half months. Yeah, two and a half months. And by the end of May, we should have over 20. Uh, and we, Yeah, and we have some and, amazing people. You know, Rob Weller from Entertainment Tonight just started a uh-huh. show on our station. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, Sean Cannon from, you know, General Hospital, he started Ooh, a show. Cool. I and read Ma- Ron Moss
6: the other night from Bold and the Beautiful. Mm. Yes. And I thought told. he was on Young and the Restless. <laughs> and <he laughs> and I had been on Young and the Restless. So, yeah. of course, I thought I was, and I wasn't even drinking. He was polite, he was polite though. He, yes, he, he was. Didn't he didn't say. You. But after he came out, I said, why didn't you just correct me Ron? Cuz <laughs> well I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I said oh, please. And it's I'm an old woman, you can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> it's anymore. kind of
0: like the same show. They're back to back yes. and kind of one yes. leads they, right They into film another. right across the hall from each exactly. other in television city. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> So this is a streaming internet radio station. It, yes. It's a format almost exactly like ours, only you all have different shows, and we have one show that we play <laughs> we just, over and over and over again. This one show. So the shows are, are live through the website, UBN, right. which is UBN.com. UB, UBNradio.com. UBNradio.com, and then you make podcasts available of them afterwards. Correct. Very yes. cool. But yeah. you've been doing this for a while. You started uh, your own show ago.
5: five years ago. Yeah, I can't believe it's this year's going to be wow. five years. Uh, I'm over, now I'm over 300. 300 broadcasts and wow. seven, over 700 interviews. So the interviews. original
0: show has followed you now to UBN.
5: Yeah, I started uh, November fourteenth, two 2008, so, uh, so four and a half years. And it started as On Air with Tony Sweet. Uh, I, actually, when they said, pick a name, I'm like, oh, God. And I look, and, oh, Ron- Honor with Ryan Seacrest. I'll just say Honor with Tony Sweet. <laughs> right? <And that's laughs> Worked out okay the, for Ryan. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I thought, well, Good call.
5: And, uh, and I think
6: it, Tony's cuter than Ryan. Excuse uh, me. Well, taller and for he's
1: sure. certainly
0: taller. <laughs>
6: and look <laughs> taller. at his, look <laughs> at those muscles. More he's muscular. Got, yeah. Yeah. Tony
1: has got, I tried to be restri- classy and restrained in the copy <laughs> in which I described you, but I, I was finally down this week to hunky internet radio host oh, Tony yeah. Sweet. It's coming on.
6: It's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
5: When you get to this, be this age, I'll take any compliments
6: you get.
5: <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, and oh. then,
1: And you joined him at uh, a different station. Is that correct? At and his you, first station yes. when he
6: just started on air right. uh, the first time. Uh, and I was his co-host. I, he interviewed me because of Sorted Lives. Mm-hmm. And Such fun. Thank you.
1: And we have a lot of people on Facebook who are going to want to talk about oh, sort
6: of life. Oh, like yeah. Good. The questions you know, are already coming. I love, it. <laughs> right. I love it. You know, I do dish a lot of dirt. Oh so ask me anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, he asked me to come in as an interview thing because we had just launched the series at the time in 2008. And... Um, yeah, it was 2008. So uh, I did that for one night, and then he said, you were just after the show. He said, you're so good. He said, mm. you know, would you ever like to come and co-host with me? I said, well, sure. Just give me a call anytime. time. So two weeks later, he calls me and asks me to come and co-host. <laughs>
0: I'm not he not said, so he chased me into the parking lot and said, come back inside. I've got to do another show. <laughs> yeah,
7: and, well, we've
6: all been that desperate, haven't we? Oh, oh yeah. totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, You'll get anybody off the street sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have an opinion? We're yeah. come not on, on in. T- <laughs> we're not on
0: Sunset by accident. That's have you right. seen a TV
6: show? Want to talk about it? Come on in. That's no. why we're at Sunset Gower. Right. You can run out and look around. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. But um, that lasted uh, a weekly co-hosting gig lasted with him for six months. Wow. But by the second or third show, I was in love mm-hmm. with radio, mm-hmm. internet radio, and and be, me being on the radio. I really like that part too, right? right. You know, and uh, so six months we we stayed together on there, and then I got busy and had to leave, and so he said, you know, I'm going to start another. I'm going to start my own radio station, and he said, I think you need to have a radio show of your own, and I thought, hmm, what will I talk about? <laughs> Brian? Brian? Oh no, not little me.
5: <laughs> and I couldn't possibly. So
6: the next um, April. March, April. What is it, 2011? Uh, uh, 11, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He calls me and says, well, I've started this other radio station, my new radio station, and so I want you to be on there. So in August it took me all that time, and now I feel bad because I'm sitting there going, yes, I know you want a show, but can't you start any earlier than next year? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, So anyway, I started in August of 2011. And stayed there for a year and a half. And I have become just enamored of having my own show.
0: What's your favorite part? What do you love best about
1: it?
6: Um... Me on the air. <laughs> yeah, right? Is that bad? Oh, no. no. Is that listening? real ego? No. Hey,
1: I go home and listen to our show.
6: I do too. I like yeah. us. That I think we're funny. Know. I, I know. You are. I don't listen we're to my own show.
5: I'm sorry. I try. I well, I dinner.
6: don't listen every time. Right. Because you sort of know if it was good or bad and you only want to see, hear the
1: Well, bad, in good all one. honesty, too, I listened to it a lot in the beginning to get a, a sense of yes, what we were doing. Exactly. You know, because we are That's new very true. We're going to take a short break here and then we will be back on the Dinner Party Show with Tony Sweet and Ann Walker talking about their own internet radio station the universal broadcasting network you're listening to the dinner party show with christopher rice and eric shaw quinn i'm
0: christopher rice and i'm eric shaw quinn
1: we've made every effort to make sure you can access our show for free across a variety of platforms we debut a live show every sunday evening at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific on the player at our website www.thedinnerpartyshow.com This same stream can be accessed via our free mobile apps for Apple and Android devices, so you don't have to be in front of your computer to join
0: the party. We're on for 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's right, if you miss the live show, we replay it continuously throughout the week until a new show debuts the following Sunday at the same time. Our free mobile apps keep you connected to these Encore presentations as well. We interact with our live listeners through our Facebook page, so if you'd like to ask
1: a question of a guest or have us respond to your comment, make sure you've liked the page for The Dinner Party
0: Show on Facebook. Our SoundCloud profile is where we feature reports from our special correspondents. You can access all of our social media platforms by visiting the links at the top left-hand side of our website, thedinnerpartyshow.com. They're located right next to the player. YouTube is where we post backstage video and Twitter is where we spotlight quotes from the show and breaking dinner party show news, including announcements about upcoming guests and special episodes. For our podcast listeners, a complete unedited podcast of the
1: entire show posts to iTunes the day after the episode debuts. We also have a show archive
0: on our website, which allows you to stream or download complete episodes. Our production quality is high, and so, rather than compressing the sound file and sacrificing quality for our non-live listeners, we break our podcasts into four bite-sized servings.
1: For our iTunes subscribers, if you'd like to have entire episodes downloaded automatically, make sure you've checked the setting Get All Episodes. Otherwise, only the first serving will download automatically.
0: At the risk of turning our entire show into a series of technical announcements, we're going to shut up now and get back to the live cast already in progress. I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm Christopher
1: Rice. And we've taken away all your technical excuses not to listen to The Dinner Party Show. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show after that incredibly long technical promo in which we take away (laughs) everybody's excuses. We got got so sick of saying it every week on the air
0: that we just recorded it, and now we're just going to play it for you.
1: We have two folks joining us tonight on the Facebook page who are here tonight because of your show and your post. And Daniel Schaefer um, Uh, and Brett McCutcheon are both saying they're listening for the first time. And Daniel Schaefer would like us to know that it's called the Rant Walker Show. Yes. Tell us about that. my,
6: my, My listeners... Well, my show is uh, just the Ann Walker show, but uh, it's all about the LGBT community and topics about that community and politics. Mm -hmm. Now, I do branch out. I do do other things. But the first 15 minutes of the show, usually, um, I rant about what's going on in Washington Mm -hmm. and how it's affecting me, how I think it's affecting the world. um, And, you know. I'm a big ass liberal. <laughs> so are we. Yeah. Big <laughs> ass. Yeah. And speaking of a big ass, I have a big ass liberal. It's of me. Of me, on me. Anyway, um, so that's my rant. And okay. they like to put an R in front of and right. And, right. and a little T. I
0: love that. That's really
6: good.
1: It I mean, is. It's let me fun. ask you a question because I had this issue as a novelist when I was asked to do an op-ed column for the advocate. It was frightening for me because it was me. I wasn't hiding behind characters or atmosphere or setting did you have a similar experience you were an actress who had played roles and suddenly you were going to talk about what Anne thought
6: well um, I've always been a little outspoken okay (laughs) yeah yeah I've always uh, in a group of people if there is a a conversation going I'll get in there and I will uh, no matter who I'm I'm talking to or with a group I usually sort of get the lay of the land a little bit so I don't Really jump in, but um, (laughs) so you don't get punched. You don't get a fork. So I don't get it. Yeah, a fork in my eye. That's very good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the thing. And I think that most everybody. I'm preaching to the choir on my show. I know that. Right.
0: Right. Right. And. but it's
6: nice to kind of
0: get in there and sing together, yes, isn't it? Yes it is. Yes. That, Thank that's you why for we saying have that. choirs. We like getting together and singing exactly. the same song. Well, we
6: right. have a we have a lady who's uh, been helping us sort of with our radio station, you know, things that we haven't thought of and that she's been in radio for the last 25 years. And uh, so we were talking about modifying my show and she said, "Well, I don't think you should rant." I think you should just, you know, have a topic and blah. Anyway, it's fine. I, I'm willing to listen to those kinds of things. Right. But for me, it's about my rant. It's about yes. my the rest of my show. It's right. about my LGBT community. I happen to be straight. Right. But it's... I think more straight people should really get involved sure. in carrying whatever it is we have to carry for our brothers and sisters. Who We're all a member of some minority. If they can take away my rights, well, they can take away yours. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. is very true. Uh-huh. And uh, I want to get rid of the word gay. I want it to be, hi, Eric, how are you? Not right. here's my gay friend, Eric, mm-hmm. or right. here's my gay f- partner Tony I'm
5: gay <laughs> no. are you gay <laughs> thanks for outing
0: me no. yeah. <laughs> damn it now everyone knows but I don't I, oh, I really would listening. like
6: to see all labels get rid of be gone right from right. our from our conversation. because what happens
1: when you get rid of the labels is that it's a possibility for everyone you don't absolutely. know who's gay and who's straight and yeah. so you you don't assume so who cares yeah It absolutely. is my
6: point mm-hmm. I just don't care and I don't think the rest of the world should care so um, that's my goal in life right now is to carry that torch as long as I have to. Mm-hmm. And well, we uh, appreciate it. And
0: well, I'm sure that your, you. your your fellow ranters, your they choir do. ranters, my oh, babies, they do. my babies out there, <laughs>
6: they, uh, they really do. And they send me suggestions. They send me all kinds of, you know, encouragement about things. And uh, like Daniel Schaefer lives in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and they've now got all of Pennsylvania behind the. The marriage equality mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. thing and all, of it.
6: but the 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 state itself hasn't passed that. Right. So, but they have the majority. Mm-hmm. It's going.
1: Yeah, and that. But the the reach of this medium is incredible, and I realized that when I was on your show, Tony, that, that there were people in Africa listening to your show and sending you messages. I mean, the internet is truly global
4: and, and it's simultaneous. simultaneous. Oh, it's gotten yeah. Mm. Too.
5: In fact, in fact, uh, uh, the lady that's that's uh, helping us, she was uh, worked with some big big name conservatives for many many oh, years. Oh yeah, she's and not. Because I mean, she's sort of not conservative, but, but she, you know, But this she, field the radio
1: check, is dominated by conservatives. They're yeah. not oh, very yeah. Many yeah. Can, They're
0: doing pretty well. We can take a page out of their book yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. in terms of reaching their audience. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's what
5: she said. She said this this is where uh, she says she she was kind of having her re- reservations about, you know, uh, uh, internet radio, but she said we changed her mind because mm. they saw the layout, where, you know, our reach right, of b- right. people that, you know, from well, and England and Germany and Australia and people right. that Tune in all the time Right So yeah It's exciting to me It really is Absolutely Well we're joined tonight By Tony Sweet and Ann Walker
1: Who are talking about The Universal Broadcasting Network An internet radio station They have launched Or launched in February Uh, We will be back with them Very shortly But in the meantime We have a report From our relationship expert Miss Jonelle Sams It's time once again For the Dinner Party Show's Homemade relationship
0: advice With Jonelle Sams Hi, this is Jonelle Sams with Homemade Relationship Advice. If you have a relationship question, you can send it to me, care of The Dinner Party Show's Facebook fan page, or at jonelle at com. I have heard all my life that while beauty is only skin deep, ugly goes right to the bone. Now, I think that the idea is to be mean to those who are on the mossy side of plain, but I have always felt that it means that true ugliness comes from within. This week's listener letter reminded me of that thought. She writes, Dear Nell, I have never been a pretty woman. I have been called far worse than plain in my lifetime. This has meant that there have been blessed few dates, and when I have been asked out, I have been treated as though I should be grateful and offer myself in exchange for the privilege. I am ashamed to say that I have, from time to time, been so starved for attention, I have accepted that kind of degradation in exchange for the fleeting notice that it has earned me from the men who I knew were only taken advantage. JoNell, I long to find someone just as you have. I dreamed that I might find a man to share my life with, and that it will be someone who wants to share his life with me. Is there any hope for a girl like me, or should I settle for the crumbs I can get, or just give up altogether?" Signed, Just Plain Lost. Well, Plain, I'll tell you. when I was younger, I was never one of the pretty girls. I did my best with what I had to work with, but it did not win me any tiaras. It did, however, earn me something more valuable than rhinestones. The truth is, being pretty is not an achievement. Making the most of it can require some effort. Some girls even focus enough of their time and attention to get recognized for their good fortune in the genetics department. But the truth is, plain or pretty, we're all getting older. Time, life, and gravity take their toll on us all. I don't think it's any accident that it's the Plain Girls who end up putting the high school reunions together. Justice may come slow, but a 20-year reunion is just about long enough to put us all on similar footing, no matter what we looked like at the senior prom. After a few years wear and tear, the difference between a Plain Girl and a pretty one is that the Plain Girls have learned how to do something besides put on their makeup. We have careers and real-world skills, and not only the ability to take care of ourselves, but no expectation that someone else is going to. And, if we haven't spent our formative years feeling sorry for ourselves, we plain girls have probably developed a sense of humor and a personality. There is nothing wrong with being pretty, but there is nothing uglier than someone who thinks that entitles them to anything more substantial than an occasional compliment for their good fortune. There is no one more lost or sad than a middle-aged pretty girl who hasn't learned how to do anything else. There is only one high school in Poison Creek, and Merle and I both attended. The annual is full of pictures of Merle being the king of this and the star of that. What there is not a single shot of is the two of us together. The closest we ever got was at graduation. We lined up alphabetically, and he was a Sam's, and I was a Wells. And until I dropped those mason jars on his instep, all those years later, at Olson's hardware store, I don't know that he knew my name. He still calls me Janet sometimes. But by the time he did notice me that day, I had spent my time on self-improvements inside and out. I had kept in shape, but I had also learned to do everything from my beloved taxidermy to double-entry bookkeeping. I've been doing the books for Sam's Barbershop longer than I've been, Miss Sam's, but it didn't hurt my chances that I made a better business partner than a dance partner. And we won the Barron County Couples Mixed Form Square Dance Invitational Tournament four years in a row. My point is, when it comes to the game of love, Wait on your pitch, but practice your swing. We are all of us dating the people we can get to go out with us, so don't be too hard on yourself, Plain. Two truths will serve you well. One, looks fade a lot faster than smarts. And two, men age just as fast as we do. Till next time, I'm Jonelle Sams with homemade Relationship Advice.
1: If you have relationship questions, write to Jonelle Care of the Dinner Party Show Facebook page or to Nell at thedinnerpartyshow.com.
0: Remember, the queen of your senior prom wouldn't stand a chance in that competition today.
1: The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. The dish is served. And now it's time for another installment of a special series here on The Dinner Party Show. We call it World's Worst Pitch Meeting. In order to defend their personal legacies against the awful films Hollywood puts out every year, some of the top producers in town have lent us exclusive audio recordings of some of the worst pitch meetings they've ever held so that we can learn about the truly terrible movies they didn't make. This exclusive clip comes to us from a producer at Kid Fun Films, producers of the much maligned comedy flop Teenage Prostitute.
0: Hi, Claire, come on in. Hi, Uncle Phil. Oh my God, I love your office. It's so carpety. Uh, thanks. Uh, well, you've really grown up, I've got to say. Thanks. Okay, so. I think you know I ran into your dad at the Wiltshire Country Club the other day, and he said college wasn't really working out for you, so you wanted to try your hand at the movies. Yeah, basically. I mean, it looks kind of easy. Okay, well, as I think you know, here at Kid Fun Films, we try to do stuff that's targeted at a younger demographic, and you being 18, I thought, okay, why not listen to her rattle off some pitches?
1: Uh, well, I've only got one, but it's good, so I don't think you'll need to hear any others.
0: I see. Uh, Okay, then, all right, let's hear it. My Sweet Sixteen. Okay, uh, I'm listening.
1: No, that's it. That's the
0: movie. It's going to be about my Sweet Sixteen party. Oh. Okay, well... What happened at your Sweet Sixteen party, Claire?
1: Oh, it was fun. There was, like, a DJ, and we rented out a ballroom at the Century Plaza Hotel, Uh and, like, all the other kids from my class came, and there was lots of music. And the DJ played Brown-Eyed Girl. Hey, that could be, like, the song from the movie, Brown-Eyed Girl.
0: I could be, sure. Uh, Listen, Claire, what you're describing is more of a setup for a movie rather than an actual story. What else happened at your Sweet Sixteen? Any conflict of any kind we could explore? Because drama is essentially about conflict. Yeah, I'm not a conflicting person. I like to get along with people. Uh, So what else happened at your Sweet Sixteen, Claire, uh, other than Brown-Eyed Girl? Well, I was into
1: this guy, Jake Parker, uh-huh. but he wasn't really into me. But yeah. in the movie version, he could be, and our love could teach people things. That's a start. Yeah, although he, like, kind of turned out to be weird in college, so I'm not oh. sure I want to go in that direction. Okay, well, it is a movie,
0: Claire, so we're free to make things up. Uh, the DJ was really hot. Maybe I could be into him? Okay, how, how old was the DJ? Oh, 40-ish, I think. And your character's 16? That's a little dicey. Wasn't your last movie about a teenage prostitute? Actually, she was an adult prostitute who went undercover as a high school student to get new clients. But apparently that was lost on most of the critics. Anyway, Claire, let's uh, dig a little deeper here, okay? Let's talk about where you were emotionally when you started planning the Sweet Sixteen. Let's talk about the person you were, the person you wanted to be, because those are the aspects of character that help us to develop stories about how people change and grow. Like that movie about the teenage prostitute you made? Did she grow? Claire, let's focus. Uh, Why was it so important for you to have a Sweet Sixteen?
1: Well, there was this girl in my class, Hilary Wasserstein, and when she turned 13, she had this really awesome party where her dad rented out the rooftop oh. <laughs> of this really fun hotel, oh, uh-huh. and there were, like, games and prizes and stuff, so I asked my parents why she had such an amazing party, and they were like, she's Jewish, right. and it's called a bat mitzvah, uh-huh. and I was like, well, can I be Jewish and have a bat mitzvah, uh-huh. and they were all like, No. So I was like, well, then you all need to throw me a really awesome party at some point. And they
0: were like, we will when you turn 16. So here we go. The arc of the story begins to assemble itself here. We have a rivalry between you and this this girl, this Hillary. Right. And uh, we have a desire for acceptance on your part, a desire that takes the form of this all-important party you want your parents to throw for you. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Now we just need to add that. Extra ingredient Some uh, folks like to call it The oppositional force The mm-hmm. thing that your main character Will have to overcome Vampires? Maybe a little too far Uh Hilary Wasserstein Close Closer Let's let's keep thinking along those lines uh, I got it I got oh, it Okay, okay. I, I got it Okay
1: Great let's hear it So Hilary Wasserstein Decides to have another bachelorette party On the same uh, night As my Sweet Sixteen
0: the Two bat mitzvahs, okay, uh, or just another big party to conflict with yours, which makes your character very angry.
1: Yeah, and then I'm so angry that my friends and I, we all get guns. Ooh, guns. It's not a good time for that the right guns, And And we storm Hillary Wasserstein's second bat mitzvah party, uh, and we round oh, up everyone, no, and we I, march them outside towards this
0: big train oh, that's waiting for them, oh and God. we don't tell them uh, where oh, they're going. Okay, they're oh, okay clear. Let, let, that's enough. Let's, let's stop right there. Oh, my God. Is it still the gun thing? Can we move past that in our culture? Yeah. It's a lot of things. Listen, Claire, this, this idea of yours, it needs some more time in the oven. Why, why don't you go off and tinker with it and then maybe you can come back here in a few months and we can talk about it again once you've got a fresh approach. But I can't use guns? Or a large group of Jewish people being marched onto a train against their will. That, that's kind of out too.
2: Uh, well, what's left? You're a
0: very bright young lady. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Are zombies and aliens out, too? Well, if you can find a way to work the man, I'm open to hearing it. All right. Well, thanks, Uncle Phil. Maybe making movies isn't as easy as it looks. Well, like all career paths, it comes with its own set of challenges. Yeah, I guess that's why you always need to buy weed from my dad. Goodbye, Claire. Good seeing you. Tell your dad I said hi. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I tell my dad everything. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Diane, catch Claire before she leaves and put something on the books with her for next week, and if she's making a cell phone call, just rip the phone out of her hands or something. Okay.
1: You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for The Dish, brought to you by your mother,
0: Mistress of Guilt. (sighs) That's okay. Go ahead and step on my foot. Why would I need to walk anywhere? I haven't been anyplace nice in
1: years. The Dinner Party Show. Keep listening if you've got the stomach for it. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. Well, it looks like next week we'll have a new installment of World's Worst Pitch Meeting. This week we had
0: Best of World's Worst Pitch Meeting. And it's still a great sketch. It is. It's a great sketch. So if you missed it last week, it's back. Absolutely.
1: Every now and then we have interesting computer things happen on the Dinner Party Show. The dinner is brought to you by a series of PCs and keyboards. Um, We are still joined tonight by Tony Sweet and Ann Walker of the Universal Broadcasting Network. And it's time for the dish. It is. It's time for the dish. The dish. So, do we want to talk about what we were talking about during the break, or is that not something we want to what talk do about? We live ta- on what the were air? we
0: talking about that you are talking I, about? I think we were talking about, about my w- boobs. women's boobs. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, we're yeah. all very shy, Christopher, we, and reserved. Yeah. And so right. <laughs> I'm afraid we wouldn't be able to discuss women's boobs on the air. I, 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 and well, you would we be were much too shy to talk about.
1: What we were discussing is that there <laughs> are two types of gay men, allegedly. There's the type of gay man who likes to play with a woman's boobs, and then there's the other type that's like, no, boobs, <laughs> yeah. women, man. Yeah.
6: I think most, though, and my, my friends on the internet can, you know, be witness to this and bear this out if they will, but I think men, gay men, really enjoy just looking at the tops They want them pushed up. They don't want to see any more of it. They Mm. don't want to see any nips.
1: Cleavage? Do they enjoy cleavage? Okay, that's that's all they enjoy. That's what they enjoy. Okay.
6: Cleavage. And so I try to give them cleavage every chance I get.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so you keep them in the... Yeah. Your radio shows are uh, videotaped. yes. So there's a camera just for your cleavage. <laughs> I'm <Yes. gonna> take <laughs> cleavage cam. The cleavage,
0: the cleavage
6: cam. cam. I need to it's get one of those in. little.
0: Well, I think most gay men at the gym are actually trying to achieve cleavage. Yeah. There there's some, so many. There's some there major, are some. Yeah. There's yeah. some yeah. major cleavage. But yeah. so we on have of those a term for it.
1: What is it? Oh, s- boo. Separation. Oh. Oh. That's what the gym queens call it. I posted. I once had occasion to post a shirtless photo of myself online. It was like a Oh Just one. Somebody said. Somebody said, "Nice separation." That was the comment. Oh my god. And the reason the separation is nice is because immediately before we took the photo I did 300 push-ups close grip on the floor of the photographer's (laughs) studio, crossed my arms over my chest and And stuck my fingers behind my biceps to make them pop out and I remember when my trainer uh, saw the photo the next day at the gym, he, he described for me everything I had done because he saw oh, the photo yeah. and realized Three, all the effects wait, I had wait, achieved. wait, 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 wait,
0: That's 50 pretty good. Fifty wow. did, you t- did you uh, stop? stop? Save
1: it for Da Vinci <laughs> Stevens, all right? Don't fact-check my stories, Quinn.
0: <laughs> so we were talking about how Pamela Anderson bought me a lap dance at Scores in New York, and and was pointing out what a waste of time she thought that was. <laughs> but what a waste what of you, good money. But what did you do? Tell well, what you I did. Well, I didn't know what exactly to do. It was, it, <laughs> it was, as I was telling people here, that my first boob since breastfeeding. Feeding. So <laughs> they were there, and Pam had paid for them. So I stuck my face in them and did a motorboat, which you're know?
1: <laughs> probably probably
0: not supposed to do. And uh-huh. if his bearing hadn't screamed
1: gay artist as it usually does, they might have hauled him out of the club and yes. thrown him into the middle. Well, of I the was artist. kind of
0: surrounded. I wasn't yeah. just like you know, we didn't just show up at a at a, at a strip club. That's it was true. kind of an you were entourage in the VIP.
2: People. Yes, we were. Cable. We
0: were yeah. in the VIP room uh, for yeah. That really straight. It was a very unusual. Yeah, it was an unusual you do experience it again, for then. me. Well, I don't have any objection to it. The thing Pam used to like would come up to me and, you know, rub them all over me and say anything, and I would go, yeah, no, sorry, still nothing. <laughs> you know, like, I just, they they I, I think they're an unusual sort of physical anomaly on women. It just, I have no reaction well, what to them. What? I like them. Yeah. yeah. you
1: really? Yeah. Well, because... Did, what, is
0: there a faci- I mean, but fascination? But you've actually slept with women. I've
1: actually slept with women, and that, oh, okay. they were sort of what I, I
0: had to work with in those <laughs> days, you know? I've never, yeah. I've never been attracted to women sexually at all, mm-hmm. so there's I'm on that end of whatever Kenzie's scale is, and I, I don't bear women any the ill singing, for The singing, dancing I, end! Right. <laughs> the jazz hands segment. Yeah, that's me. I'm in that part. So it's just never really crossed my mind. Yeah. Well,
6: it's okay, because you you bring a whole lot more to the table than a, a You know, some kind of affinity for ladies' boobs. Yes,
1: absolutely.
6: So we're not worried.
0: Yeah, I have other
1: skills.
6: Yes, you do. Okay, I'm gonna
1: turn this back into an interview. Okay, Uh, Okay. somebody besides me
7: and my boob experience. (laughs) We'll talk
0: about Eric's
1: boobs later. That's good. We'll do a special pre-record about Eric's boob interactions. Um, (laughs) Did either of you have any any issue deciding what you wanted to do because you could do whatever you wanted? It was your own station. It's the internet. There's no FCC. Did you think, well, maybe did you? cycle through a bunch of ideas or did you just sort of intuitively know what direction you wanted to go in?
5: As in the station itself? As in your shows. Oh, shows. individual oh. shows, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's funny. I, I've i evolved a lot because when I first started, like I said, it was a gay Christian show. Really? Yeah, that's how it started out. Then it went to Gay religion, and then I switched to, to entertainment. And like, wow, that's a big switch, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Religion can be fairly entertaining. It was actually very. I, I learned. I a find lot. a
6: lot of entertainment in that. I learned right. a lot.
5: Yeah, it's true, uh, and I learned a lot. And you know, it's my show evolves all the time, mm-hmm. and I think you have to. To it's like internet. If you still have your dial-up, <laughs> you know, you have to keep evolving with your equipment and with your everything. The same right. with your show. You have well, to constantly evolve into something more. And that's the thing more. with
1: accessing your audience on the internet is they have a platform to tell you what they want. It's mm-hmm. not like you're working mm-hmm. at a terrestrial it's radio station right. waiting for the mailbag to right. come right. in. It's very it's, interactive. They will tell you media, quickly. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really
0: it, It's really one of the most fascinating aspects. What of about whole... you, Anne? Did you go through
1: different ideas of what you wanted to do for your show?
6: Pretty much no. <laughs> yeah.
1: right. No,
6: I, I hit on this And it it felt right for me, and um, I want to stick with it. I think it's important that uh, there's a voice out there like mine that brings my little down-home kind of— you know, point of view. Do you listen to rant radio from other people's yes. rants? Yes, I listen to rant. I listen to only liberal radio. But, Good. Uh, but I do tune in to, to the other idiots uh, <laughs> that I don't even want to bring their name up. No, let's not and talk we, about we them. Know, we know what their names yeah. are. Uh, and it incenses me so much that I can only imagine what our take our progressive radio is incensing the other side so <laughs> yeah. i'm happy with that but randy rhodes randy right, rhodes stephanie right. miller mm-hmm. i love rachel maddow Oh,
0: i love
4: rachel and
6: i love everything on msnbc mm-hmm. and uh i think that well on on our lot on sunset gower lot which is where our station is right they uh uh, film, the Newsroom, which is HBO mm, uh, mm-hmm. series. The Aaron Sorkin of, oh,
1: show. Yeah. I that.
0: Dude, I was so taken when people were like, "Who wants to hear Aaron Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin's preach?" And I was like, "Why else would you tune in to Aaron yeah. Sorkin? Like, <laughs> that's why I'm Those watching. Monologues. You don't want to hear the preaching. Go sit in <laughs> Those somebody else's church. Are just incredible. Right. That's what I was there for. Well, The
6: West Wing. Hello. Right. Yeah. I mean, eight seasons of yeah. preaching. I was there. I, I was showed up for the it. preaching. Right. Yeah. And I have not been disappointed by the newsroom. Yeah. So I'm a real political person, but yet I don't know as much as I would like to know about it and how Mm -hmm. to get. I only know how I feel about certain things. Right. And in the almost during the middle of the second term or not, we're not even into Obama's second term. I have never said one bad thing about Obama on my radio show until last week and i'm very disappointed that he has put social security mm-hmm. yeah. on the on the table
4: mm-hmm. as
6: making changes in it when it has nothing to do with the deficit
0: mm-hmm.
4: you
6: know
0: yeah. Social.
6: So, so do you think he
0: did it just to tempt them to just I to put them in the position of saying no that they, we wouldn't do it and then he could take it back off the I table and say did. well I offered it to you and now you have to go yeah. away because you said no when yeah. you had the chance. I, think I hope he did. that's the case. But
6: that's what I'm going to give him the benefit well, of the doubt. Well, they say he's of...
1: about the long game, right? And that would be a long game. Play, absolutely, right? he's
6: a great chess player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're going to take a short break for a word from one of our sponsors. I'm putting in air quotes, and then we will be back with the, the Sweet Suite and. Dan Walker talking Obama <laughs> chess strategy. <Ooh. laughs> Do you like Facebook but wish it had less bullshit? Are you tired of clicking on links to news articles posted by your friends only to find yourself taken to the blog of some lunatic who believes every conspiracy theory he reads online? Well then, it sounds like Looney Free is the app for you. Using advanced data mining techniques, Looney Free gives you an alert when you click on a link to a supposed news article that was written by a crystal meth addict who believes the federal government has nothing better to think about than the decrepit trailer in which he spends most of his time picking at his scabs. And just this past month, we've added new filtering software that will warn you when you're about to link through to a long list of bullshit statistics compiled by a closet case religious bigot who uses her WordPress account to defame gay people and women who enjoy sex. With Looney Free, you don't have to engage in any more political debates with people who can't defend their own ideas and just throw out a bunch of bullshit links to partisan websites run by their friends as if they were quoting articles in the New York Times. And with our special hoax detector patch, you can flag your Facebook friends who still haven't figured out that The Daily Current is a satirical site on which everything is a hoax. Looney Free. Because what's news to an idiot doesn't have to be news to you. And we're back with the Dinner Party Show with Tony Sleet and Ann Walker. And Philip Cohen on the Facebook page says, Ann, your line, give them cleavage every chance I get, sounds like a new Broadway song. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. We want to talk some more about the other shows that are on the Universal Broadcasting Network, so take it away, Tony. Well, we'll start
5: with... Uh, our wonderful Bob Merrick, right, uh, who, who's listening who is tonight, has tonight chimed uh, in on the page. We so we have to start with Bob. him. Bob and Bob, Bob has been such a a great uh, benefit to our station because he's our only Monday through Friday show. Uh, he's on from 9 a.m. to 11 uh, a.m. in the morning uh, every day, and so Bob, uh, you know, he just booked Winona Judd and Wow, yeah, Wow, huge, huge, and ha- he's he's such a, a a positive person, and he's kind of the. He he says it's the opposite of a lot of the negative news of celebrities of always the, the negative celebrities the always got get the you attention. Journalism, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's bringing the opposite: the people that show up on time and do their job. And, oh, and I see. I see, I see right. He um, accentuates yeah. the positive. Right. Yes. Right. Good. Somebody yeah. ought yeah. to. And, it's, and but because it, it it's most off. of the
0: people in the business. Yeah, yeah. it's paying off
5: he with has him. A great following. Great and following. It keeps growing, and so good for Bob. Yeah, and That's then fantastic. Uh, you can. Talk about some of these Well, yeah, mouth as she bowl. puts a cookie <laughs> in, her in her mouth, mouth. We'll,
1: we'll go to Ann Walker.
6: Well, one of my one of my all time favorite shows, besides Bob's, and besides ours, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best mm.
6: is our dating show. Oh. We have a couple of dating shows. We have Finding Cupid with David Cruz on Tuesday nights, but also we have. Uh, dates and mates with, with dear Mrs. D. Demona Hoffman. <laughs> that sounds scary. How does no, that work? Yeah, sorry about well, that. <laughs> she has written a book, and she has been doing this for family and friends and for profit over the last four or five years. Good for her. Making your profile on online dating the way it should be so oh. that you will get attracting people. Sort of like it's resume at Yes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's
4: really brilliant. And she's
6: very, yeah. very good at what she does.
1: Oh, very
4: good.
6: And then we have happy hour shows. We have on Tuesday night <laughs> at 6 on both Channel You're 1 and by Channel by 2. You just
1: go to bars and record
5: what's happening. Yeah. Well, we've <laughs> got the bar two, two. Girls, yeah.
6: <laughs> two girls who are bartenders Ooh. in one studio.
5: Libations relations. Mm-hmm.
6: And then uh-huh. in the other studio Excellent. we have happy hour. Which is two guys getting together, as you would, at a bar. Right. Talking, drinking. Right. They talk over everything. <laughs> yeah. They have...
5: They just had Charlene Tilt- Tilton on. Yeah, right? Charlene yeah. Tilton. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, last she's week... she been on they, Dallas again.
6: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I didn't even realize. Yeah. She's yeah. back. But we have some great, great shows. And what we're finding is... Uh, we have a lot of psychology shows too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Marissa Pay on, and then um,
5: Dr. Shirley. Um, Dr.
6: Shirley, uh, we know, we can't pronounce I, I don't her last name. Don't even ask me.
5: It's like imp- <laughs> it seems, it's <laughs> But yeah. she's been There's like she a, a contest been, every week to she, see yeah. who can pronounce her name, and that person going to be a guest her on the Shirley. show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dr. Shirley. She wins <laughs> every week because she
0: knows, <laughs> and she's <laughs> on the air, so she can pronounce it
1: herself. <laughs> yeah. But
6: she's been on television. She's been an expert person. person with Dr. Drew and a lot of stuff. It's
1: interesting when you started talking about morning shows reflectively, I thought, well, who's in front of their computer in the morning? But there is a, a very popular Huge. radio show host who was on terrestrial radio here in L.A. named Tom Likas. Yes. And right I when love we started him. doing this, oh, no. he I'm did like an this. interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said to the interviewer, he held up his cell phone. I'm holding up my cell phone right now. He said, this is a radio now. This is a radio. Absolutely. This is how a lot of people are listening to us. You can listen to the dinner party show through a mobile app that we s- offer for free for Android and Apple devices. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can carry it around yeah. with you. Like we've yeah. been set free. Like a transistor yeah. radio. Because like when the you old say days. internet radio, people still envision being chained in front of their computer. And exactly. we have a lot of people who are listening to us tonight in that way, and they set up little speakers. Which and, is the f- yeah. fine. There's That's a lot fine, of people. But,
5: but- yeah, the mobile apps. Uh, in fact, I went to a conference where Tom Likas was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is before even Anline went to a couple conferences. Conferences and Larry King and all of them were there, and they, they said that's the that's the new transistor radio, mm-hmm. and uh, it's yeah. it's in, you know like TuneIn, which is an app, but you know over thirty million people oh. tune into this, and you can listen to pretty much any radio station in the country and even world. Yeah, uh, I Heart Radio what, is yeah. also one of them. Yeah, so, yeah. I love the Huge. fact, that,
6: and, and I am so behind the curve on learning about all of this. <laughs> I know, but thank God I have Tony Sweet. Well
4: we all are. I
3: mean, I feel like
1: yeah, we all rely on Tony, but it changes absolutely. every day. Too. It does. Oh, really absolutely. Absolutely. we're all, all behind the curve yeah. all the time. You know, do you see? Is there anything in your research that that foretells someone coming in and trying to <laughs> grab control of all of this, or trying to regulate it, or trying to monetize it? regulate it. Clear yeah. channel
5: internet. Well, right, mm-hmm. they're gonna and. I, I, I've been hearing this a lot about the internet, that everybody's internet's pretty much going to change in the future. Mm. It's going to be more regulation. It's going to be more controlled, uh, which is something that it sh- shouldn't be. Mm. Uh, and we're we're fighting yeah. it. But, you know, they, you know, j- it's just like, you know, when 9-11 happened, uh, the Bush administration took really – uh, advantage of that when Mm-mm. it comes to you know rights of the people, so they're going to keep using stuff even with the Obama or uh, the Obama administration. I, it, he sometimes even though he he doesn't want to do this, but there's there's bigger powers. It's piracy. Than, yeah, they're, they're, they're that's piracy what they're going to use. an excuse thing yeah. what they're using it. <clears throat> that's going to use and that as an excuse.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it's and it's a very it arises a deep conflict in me because I have strong feelings about piracy, but I don't think this is the solution, right. which is what no. they're proposing around the regulation of the internet so um so anyway well we have to take a break for a special report a strange special report this week we're not quite sure what happened to our critic at large jordan ampersand yes he attended the white party last weekend Uh in palm springs and jordan is a bit of a party boy and there was an incident at the end of last week's interview yeah Yeah. so we're gonna go to this report which uh, i don't know we'll let our listeners decide what actually happened to little jordan
2: I don't think I'm at the white party anymore, hookers. But everything here is white, too. Where am I? Oh my God, am I in heaven? No, you're not. Is that you, God?
3: Who wants to know?
2: It's me, Jordan Ampersand, your most fun and fabulous creation. After, of course, propeller hats, which are for grown-ups too, because they're great for fall, because they keep the leaves from falling in your face. Wait, am I dead?
3: If you keep talking to me about propeller hats, then yes.
2: That's so not fair. I wasn't even on any good drugs. See, what happened is I brought my cat to the white party in Palm Springs and someone gave it drugs and it wouldn't come home with me, so I asked someone for a taser and they tased me instead, which is so unfair because I went in the pool and now I'm in heaven, but I'm not dead. I don't understand.
3: What else is new?
2: Are you sure I'm not dead?
3: Yes, Jordan, this is called a near-death experience. In your average dramatic presentation, it's a great device for having a famous celebrity do a cameo appearance, but the dinner party show can't afford one, and Anne Rice went back to the desert
2: after her interview
3: last week.
2: Okay, cause I thought you sounded a lot like Eric, but he's too old to play God.
3: If God created the universe, that means he's older than the universe you moron.
2: I didn't realize God was such a bitch.
3: Only when he's forced to deal with his own creations. Jordan, you are here because you have something to learn. That
2: God is not a big, strong black woman like I thought?
3: I am, on some days of the week. It depends on what mood I'm in.
2: Okay, well, what mood were you in when you decided to sort of kill me?
3: Jordan, trust me, you're the last person I want up here right now. I don't actually have a say in this. You see, I sort of set everything in motion and then I have to stand back and watch you people make a mess of it.
2: You people, are you a homophobe?
3: I'm talking about morons, not
2: gays. Well, if I am such a moron, what could I possibly learn from my near-death experience?
3: I may not be able to control the outcome of everything, but I see far more of time's great expanse that your mortal eyes can ever see. Something lies ahead for you, Jordan Ampersand. Something perilous. Something that will either destroy you or realign the way in which you see the world. Soon, very soon, you will turn 30. Yes, Jordan, this will be the day when it all comes to an end. This will be the day when the people in your life stop putting up with your stupid crap just because you look shiny and svelte in a speedo. Because this will be the day when you begin to look not so great in a speedo.
2: At 30? No fair! I thought I had till 36 or 37 at least.
3: Yes, well, there are some things I have control over, and I decided to move this one up a few years. Ha ha ha. Anyway, the point, Jordan Ampersand, is that this doesn't have to be the death of you just the death of your old way of thinking. Deprived of the physical attributes you have used to skate through life on the razor's edge of idiocy, you will be given the chance to grow something besides pecs and glutes. Kale? No, a brain, character, self-esteem, dignity, the ability to read something longer than an album's description on iTunes. All these things could be yours the minute you lose that pert little backside. You could actually begin to work on contributing something positive to your relationships. In other words, Jordan Hampersand, all the things not good-looking people are expected to do on a daily basis
2: sounds awful
3: oh for fuck's sake you little shit it's not like i'm asking you to join the peace corps
2: you know what i don't believe in you it's just like al pacino said in that movie where he played the devil lawyer you're an absent drinking land whore
3: it's absentee landlord you idiot he calls god an absentee landlord the
2: point is the same when have you ever been there for me? Where were you when my best friend Fitzpatrick and I were arrested for trying to break into Zach Efron's house? Where were you when Brittany decided to do a duet with Will? I am. Night after night, I prayed and prayed never to get another cold sore, and I still get one like every four or five months. What kind of a god are you?
3: A patient one. A very, very patient one.
2: Well, just and let me enjoy the time I have left before I turn 30.
3: All right, then. Wait. I'm listening.
2: If I agree to, like, be a sort of good person now, will you keep my butt cute until I'm, like, 36?
3: I'll take it under consideration.
2: Or you could send me back now with something fun, like a cat.
3: Yeah, you should talk to some folks who took a turn-through as a cat. It's really not as fun as you think. They see ten of everything, and they can smell your tochis from across the room. It's a nightmare. Speaking of which...
2: Brittany Fabulous, what are you doing up here?
3: Yeah, sorry to say, she's staying.
2: Why?
3: Well, she asked you, actually. She had a pretty rough time at the white party. And did you spray paint her a different color at some point?
2: Pride colors for gay pride only.
3: Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Jordan Emerson. Let's make it a while before we see each other again, okay? Stay away from the hard drugs and cap it whenever you can.
2: Goodbye, Brittany
0: listening to the dinner party show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn and now it's time for dessert brought to you by your sister's new husband who's had way too much wine
7: I mean everybody's cheated at least once right I, I, I mean am I right the
0: dinner party show keep listening if you've got the stomach for it well, welcome back to the dinner party show, where we're playing fast and loose with Live <laughs> today.
1: Are we
6: live I or love are we not live? This show, oh, we I love, love it. You here.
1: Oh, and we have such good people so cool We have great people here because of you, Daniel Schaefer, and uh, another person who commented, who I need to scroll down on my iPad and see. <laughs> um, but uh, Tony Sweet and Ann Walker are joining us. We've been talking about their internet radio station, the Universal Broadcasting Network. But now the fun the stuff. But now we oh. get to grill Ann <laughs> about. Sorted lives. I really really think that when somebody moves to West Hollywood, there's an office at City Hall that says to them, Okay, now have you seen Sorted Lives? (laughs) Here are the five things you need to know about Sorted Lives to live in West Hollywood as a successful resident.
6: Well, I think everybody. Obviously, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and go, it changed my life. It saved my life. Just the movie and then the, the series was like a little gravy on the top. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they have – the LGBT community, they are my darlings. They're my loves. And they have come out to that movie with their families I mean, you can't get any better than wow. bringing a movie home to your family and saying, I want you to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And and, cause, and at the end, they say, and by the way, I'm gay.
0: I'm like brother man. Yeah, I'm like brother boy.
6: <laughs> brother boy, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's um, been a while. No, 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 no. Leslie Jordan, my yeah, dear boy. Crazy Leslie. We love Leslie um, Jordan. And. It, it just makes me—I can't take any credit other than for the performance. But Del Shores is the yeah, one. You I know. think you
0: get plenty of credit for what I you do. brought to the table. I,
6: I thank you very much. But uh, he gave us those words, and he wrote that part for me. Mm. Uh, we had done—I uh, did uh, "Daughters of the Lone Star State" for him, and sort of got into the group, uh, into the what I like to call the white trash, you know, theater ensemble. Right. Del Shores <laughs> white trash theater ensemble. Excellent. And uh, and then he wrote this part for me because it's me. It's LaVonda and I are so close in life and in, you know, the way we look upon life and care. I'm not quite the drunk. Hello. <laughs> what did I say when she I walked in? She picks up her vodka rocks, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I said, I'll have a drink. Yeah.
0: It's Sunday. Yeah.
6: It's a dinner party. It's a dinner party. Yeah. And good sandwiches, I might add. And great cookies. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I made
0: the cookies, but not the sandwiches. I just found the sandwiches. I picked the sandwiches. Thank you. (laughs) But
6: it's it's just been, for me, a groundbreaking kind of um, uh, a movie, television series that brought the the final kind of um, attention that we need. For hmm. people in the LGBT community. I mean, I'm still getting letters. Mm-hmm. Still get emails and Gmails and all that stuff. Because on It Gets Better, I don't want to talk too much. but Okay. Yeah. We're no, going no, to no, go. no, we're gonna gonna take up a collection for the stained glass window.
0: <laughs> now we want the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have, tell us about backstage. Tell us about Logo. Tell us about oh, all yeah. this stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah.
6: The reason that we're not on the fucking area. right? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go.
0: Here's yeah. what I want to talk Here about. Here it
6: is. Uh, what's his name? Stan, uh, Stan Brooks. Stan Brooks, who was our executive producer, who, but mm-hmm. well, this is for the TV series. <laughs>
1: right, right. Who
6: loved us <sighs> and honestly took a bunch of us to dinner like once or twice a week. We'd all go out to dinner. It was like being with your uncle, you know, and a lovely man. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we were all getting paid, our weekly paychecks and everything. Then when we finished, it was like, well, I'll see you in September. You know, I mean, short of writing in your, you know, yearbook,
4: right. we mm-hmm. were going
6: to see each other in September when we started back and we're going to go back to Shreveport. Dell had already written episode, I mean, series. what season is it? Season two. Season one. I mean, season two and three. He'd already wow. got them written. Wow.
1: <laughs> and how long were the seasons? How many episodes? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. That's a and, good, that's uh, a cable substantial. Angle. Yeah. 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 And right.
6: I was in all 12 of those first ones. Mm-hmm. Happy was I.
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway. Fool's paradise. Yes,
6: it was. And so I thought, well, okay. And they started running those babies after we went the 12 episodes. They started rerunning. They had marathon after marathon right. They on Logo. They had every episode must have been run at least 300 times. I swear to God. It was like the biggest thing for Logo. Mm-hmm. And then the following uh, year... I mean, none of us got any any money at that moment. And the following year, we were told that it was coming. Our, our residuals were coming. Our residuals are coming. Um, and then all of a sudden, we realized that our residuals were not coming mm. and that he had declared bankruptcy. Our unions got involved. Dell's unions, the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, Producers Guild, everybody And – because he did direct and write and produce also. Everybody's gotten involved and it has made no difference at all. Stan Brooks went bankrupt, Mm. chose to go a private bankruptcy, which I think that you don't have to declare anything. I mean, we – we exposed him so badly in the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, and I was even at a meeting. Schwarzenegger put him as the chairman of the California Film Commission. Oh my, that's God. lovely. Yeah, so um, I went in as the big mouth, loud mouth that I am. I went in that we love. To the, thank you to this meeting, and I'm the one that stood up after the meeting is all over. Then the public gets to speak. Right. So I got up and and read this. Incredible letter that we had put together Uh that, you know, assailed him and assailed the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is an actor, would give this position to a deadbeat like Stan Brooks, who will not, under any circumstances, give us our money. And, and so, He's
0: also tied up the rights to the whole thing? Like you can't yeah. go somewhere else? Like, we can't oh, take it. No, no. He's just literally, because he he's like ruined Dell, huh? No. Oh God, God I've had that. No, I've been worried that no, Dell was.
6: No, 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 all no, All of those
0: on the road Del things. Shores, I was worried that he was.
6: Well, you know what? It opened a new wi- uh, window, you know, opened a new door. And Dell Shores has found something for himself now that I don't, th- <laughs> he started out as an actor. Right. And he really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then he got sort of Sidetracked making money and like being, you do, yeah. And being you know, on the on the then he went through the first divorce with the woman, got two kids, goes through the marriage with the, the boy, right? Gets a divorce from that. Now he is free to do what he wants to do, and he loves being on the road. He oh, god, he's enjoying it so much. He's written what we, what we did on um. Oh, I, I don't remember when it was. I think it was January or Christmas or something. We were actually doing um, episodes. We were reading episodes on, on YouTube and, I mean, on the Of oh, the ones
0: that never got produced, yeah. the unproduced. And, oh, yeah. wow, that's and fun. It was fun.
6: And now in um, December, we did Southern Baptist Sissies as a film. He filmed the play of Southern Baptist Right, Sissies.
0: which is kind of the <clears throat> the, the, the moment. That's what yeah. really started him, right?
6: No, no, no. I thought Southern Baptist Sissies was first. No, no, not at all. He had Cheatin', which was his first show uh-huh. back in the 90s.
0: Oh, I don't know then that one at all.
6: Then Daddy's, Daddy's Dying, Who's I, Got the I Will. I saw that one. And then Daughters of the Lone Star State, then Sorted Lives, and then... Uh, Southern Baptist Sissies. Really? And then after that, he did this play, very mainstream play called Yellow, which was quite wonderful. Right. So anyway, we filmed Southern Baptist Sissies as a play. And I don't know, if you guys are not old enough to remember this, but they used to have American film theater back in the 70s. And they where they would take.
0: (laughs) Honey, I'm old enough to remember several decades prior to that. (laughs) It's really sweet of you to say. I was about to say, Eric, are you remembering any
1: of this? Anyway, do go on. But
6: they 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 film plays, but they had cameras that caught close ups, two shots so that they could do all of the intercutting that needs to be to create this. But also, you know, the audience is there. So that's coming out. We're going to start doing film festivals. And I originated the part that Dale Dickey is doing in the film because she has a bigger name and a lot more following than Ann Walker does.
4: As as, as of now, as of now.
6: No, no, but I adore her. She's right. just, he had her in mind for the part yeah. to begin with, but she got a movie. And she
0: really, I've seen, she's everywhere. She's fabulous. I love her. I yeah. do too. She, what, did I just see her on last week. I can't remember. Go but ahead. Uh, anyway. Enough about her. <laughs> yeah. Back to
6: me, my Right, exactly. She is not a guest
1: on this show right now.
6: But anyway, he's not—he's not stopped. I'm so glad, uh, and he's better than ever. And I'm just so thrilled that he is in that p- position, and we all are. Well, I'm excited
0: to see something yeah. about Baptist Sissies* as yeah. a movie. That'll it's be great. Be fabulous,
6: fun. and I get to play this little part—Benny's grandmother. I'm old now. I have to play grandmothers. Mm.
1: Excellent. That's
6: okay. That's okay. We it's have money. a
1: question from someone on the Facebook page. Justin Simpson is a big fan of Rue McClanahan, oh. who was one of your fellow cast members yes. in Sorted Lives. And she wants, excuse me, Justin, he would like to know if you have a special Rue McClanahan memory you'd like to share with us. Aww. Oh,
6: yes. Rue Can McClanahan. You? She was the ultimate favorite person I've ever worked with. Mm. You know? You you When you watch your TVs, when you're kids, and you do this, right? do that. You... Watched her on Maud. Oh, yeah. Maud was first, and right? then uh,
0: Golden Girls. Golden and... Girls, forever. Forever.
6: So I heard from Dell that he had gotten her to read the script of the series. and I Fingers had...
0: crossed.
4: Yeah,
6: and I was really, really concerned that she was going to say, no, we're not having any of these people in it. Uh, you get me this person, this person, and this person, because, you know, she knows she yeah. could film that sucker or cast it. <laughs> yeah. So he called me up after he'd gotten her the script, and she'd called him and agreed to do it. And he said, one thing she did say, uh, is that redheaded woman going to play my daughter? And he said, yeah, she is. He said, well, that's a good damn thing, because I don't want to do it without her. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, get, I get goosebumps every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Asked the
0: right question there, Justin. Yeah. yeah.
7: She
6: she was That's just so dear. Spent a lot honor. of time in her room. She would hold court. We would be drinking, smoking. It was fabulous, uh-huh. and she didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but we had an incredible time. She in, invited me that Christmas, that New Year's, to be in New York with her for New Year's. It was just great, and oh. tried to set me up with some friend of hers. And what
0: a sweetie! And yeah, yeah, and what a great sport. I mean, she, they, she really got through, went through her paces with the lesbian love oh, affair yeah. and everything else on that show. She yeah, really, good and, for And real. the one
6: thing she said to Dell was, uh, when she called him up after she read the, the script. Was that I never thought I would play a woman in love again? Oh wow! At my age, ah, how dear is that? Mm. And so you know, it's taken the wind out of all of us really to have lost her because he was going to do like a Dallas thing to skip over the because the series was a prequel to the movie, okay. and so he was going to skip over that and sort of have her wake up and say, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamed I died. <laughs> oh. And now, you know, it's She's it's gone. like I say, it's oh. it's really been a, a terrible blow to all of us. It really has. She was so dear. Yeah, and
0: for that to come on top of the other I know. With the I show know. getting shut oh, down she, that way.
6: She was rabid I bet. about not getting her residual money. But tell me, where was Logo in that equation? Logo was not involved in that.
1: Okay.
4: In
6: fact, Logo actually had collected some more of our residual money. And uh, through the unions, they contacted them and said, do not send it to uh the asshole.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And
6: so we got a direct payment this year of two, I got $2,300 which was very nice. Very nice of them But logo. they still owe me 35000
4: Yeah. Wow. And, wow. and really it was wow. cable
6: people. Yeah. It's not and I had all 12 episodes so that in real life, in real TV it would have been three times that. Right. Or four times that. But in Cable and logo
0: money, yeah. yeah. And logo
6: money, I would have been happy to get the 35 right. wow.
0: absolutely. Yeah. So that's
6: my story. Dollars. Nobody wouldn't
0: be happy to get 35 I know. all at one time, yeah. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Anybody would, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah,
6: that that's my big dirt. So,
0: that's the dirt. Yeah, that's the sort of how did dirt. you
6: meet Dell? He saw a play that I was in in 1985 hmm. and um, he liked me. We, I read for Daddy's Dying Who's Got the Will. He did not cast me. And then I just sort of stayed in his, on his radar. And so then when he was doing um, Daughters of the Lone Star State, he remembered me and asked me if I would do an understudy role. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have been a diva all of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, I really- You have to
0: start somewhere.
6: Well, yeah. I, 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 She's I, like, had I already, already
0: started. Yeah. I had already been
6: doing leads and gotten uh, no, awards here in No, no. I mean as town. a diva, not <laughs> as an oh, yeah. understudy. I'm yeah.
0: not, oh no, we don't do that. So yeah. he
6: was very quick to tell me. He said, all of my understudies, uh, they pay, they've paid their dues already and they will get something out of it. And so he told me that Carol Cook, who I was going to be understudying, I love, love Carol Cook, and Tom Troop. Uh, anyway, he said, she's got to go on the road. She has a one-woman show. She's going to be out for two weeks. It'll be two weeks back-to-back you'll be doing this character. A drunken, bigoted, white woman in the South with a mink coat. Mm. Couldn't pass that up, mm-hmm. right? Who could? So, yeah. I, and I also wanted him to see what I could do with a, uh, you know, that kind with a big <laughs> coat and a big <laughs> glass of vodka. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we did it, and uh, it was it was like uh, he he became my friend, it my was family. On. Yeah, it was. And so then the next couple of years later, he started writing Southern Beth- I mean, uh, Sorted Lives, and we started out in his little office in uh, North Hollywood. Reading these scripts every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Beth Grant, myself.
1: Beth Love.
7: Grant.
6: Oh, yeah. Beth
1: Grant. Yeah. Tell, t- tell everyone about your special series. I you want to. Want to do about I want to have Grant.
0: Beth on the show. Beth has been in. If you have watched television or been to the movies yeah. in the last thirty years, you've seen Beth Grant. She's she on in every. Everything. She's in everything. Exactly. I can't imagine. There must be five hundred pages on IMDb about her because yeah. she's in.
6: Everything I and have never not watched all a TV big show. Parts. No, no, she's just... no country for old men won a big Academy yeah. Award, yeah, right. but her, her part was like, you know, right. minus but it's two. like there she is. There's little yeah. Beth yeah. Grant, little, little, Miss, Sunshine. little, yeah. little Miss Sunshine. There she is at the there judging table. Yeah. I watched this weird thing about
0: people in a spaceship flying over Los Angeles talking about whatever, and there was Beth Grant. Like <laughs> she was in The Hills Have Eyes, There the original, was Beth Grant. Yeah. The original right? Or the, the one that was, yeah, no, she
6: has that thing. I mean, she has that thing, and you know, I love Beth. A, a friend of mine who was an actor told me and when I first came- she's the sweetest came, thing in the world. She is. They told me, never say no to a job because you never know what it's going to bring, right, who right. you're going to meet. She was in Speed with Sandra Bullock. Absolutely. She and Sandra Bullock Sitting are on very, very, very close friends now. Mm, yeah.
1: Wow. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I this mean, is the, a town the hell about with, personal the relationships. Hell
0: with Kevin Bacon, yeah. the 6 yeah. degrees of Beth Grant, like exactly. right? Exactly. That <laughs> would be the
6: thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll have her
0: on the show. We and totally will. And yeah. she is a wonderful. And I, you know, I just have to say, I think every gay man in the world wants an Aunt LaVonda I think that <gasps> that sort you. of that kind of connection to your own place of somebody who fully loves you and embraces you and accepts you for who you are, even if you don't really accept you yet. Yeah. That I think that's what touched so many people's hearts with that particular character.
6: That's what makes me happy every day. That uh, that I get things on email and you know Facebook and all that says. I wish I had an Aunt Lavanda. Mm. Wish I had an Aunt Lavanda. Right. You know, and it would have and, made
0: so much difference absolutely. in those days when you just think you're the only one in <clears> the world.
6: Or they say, oh, my Aunt Ruth was just like uh-huh. Aunt Lavanda. Oh, I love those stories. Yeah, too. they're great. Go great, because there were Aunt LaVonda's out well, there. Well, thanks
0: for being everybody's Aunt LaVonda.
6: Listen, it's my my favorite thing in the world to be. Well, I hope you, you'll get
0: the chance to do it again.
6: Wouldn't that be fun? I, the part
1: about the rights being tied up is so horrible. The, so so uh, the TV rights. The TV rights. Because what We we're got seeing, back
6: movie rights.
1: What we see happen a lot now is that shows that don't work on the networks move on to the cable stations. Yeah. Like there's a show called Cougar Town that Eric and I are both big fans love of. It. I love that ABC show. ABC just didn't know what to do with. Now it's on TBS. But they don't Happy I know endings. What to do with anything. Happy, yeah, happy endings. They're saying mm-hmm. the USA may pick up happy mm-hmm. endings if it, if it doesn't work. So Good. I, I hate that something similar can't happen with Sorted Lives. That's well, unfortunate.
6: It is. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. um, because he, he still wants. To, but we're thinking seriously about doing a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, something straight to video. Right. And it doesn't cost a lot. You don't have to do anything other than. You know, and low budget Keep features, ultra yeah. low budget features, hundred bucks a day, please. Yeah. I work for that now. Absolutely, <laughs> glad to have that it. and a little vodka. Yeah, that's a little you vodka. got so me. We got
1: you here tonight, and Tony Sweet, you're still here. Yeah, sorry. Talk to my I'm... boy, Tony Sweet. Uh, I want to thank you guys both for coming. So much. It was so lovely to have you on. We're going to bid you. you farewell for the evening. But oh, uh, thank, thank you so, you so, much. Much, I so
6: for, much. No, so it was great. You told us
0: everything we wanted to know.
1: Good.
6: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I hold. I hold nothing back. And now,
0: after we turn off the cameras and the microphones, we'll hear the rest. Absolutely. But you all out there in
1: the dark, we'll hear. Another installment of our PSA series, Best Served Warm.
0: This is Best Served Warm, this week featuring West Hollywood's most perfect couple, Brock and Bastion.
7: Hi, we're Brock and Bastion, and this is Best Served Warm. And I'm Bastion. I already said that, sweetie. Yes, but I hadn't. Today, we'd like to talk to you about charity. Yes, lots of people think charity is about poor or sick or other unattractive people. But that's only one side of the charity's story. (laughs) That's right. Charity built the glass palace
0: we live in in the Pretense Hills.
7: Looking down on the city that loves us so. West Hollywood. Many people forget that someone has to raise all the money that goes to charity and with disease and disasters, business is always booming.
0: And best of all, you can get people overcome by grief, personal tragedy, or just desperate for human contact to do most of the work for you.
7: So the next time you hear someone say charity begins at home, think about our fabulous homes here, Palm Springs, and in Lake Tahoe. And remember that charity helps those
0: who help themselves by helping others. Are the stresses of everyday living too much for you? Have you lost the zest and excitement for life that you once had? Do you find it hard to get out of bed in the morning, get through even the simplest tasks? Well, get in line, that's right, We're talking to you. We're sick and tired of your constant whining about every tiny thing. Frankly, we're a little amazed that you have come to believe that your life could or even should be devoid of any bad days, worry, or even a little good old fashioned dread. If you're sick, you should be cared for. If voices are telling you that your mother has an alien living in her head and you should pour vinegar in her ear until you drown it, well, God bless and take your Thorazine. But if you just don't feel like you did when you were horny, stoned, and 15 years old without a care in the world, we think you should grow the fuck up. Who knows? Maybe there'd already be a cure for the cold and cancer if the drug companies weren't spending all their time and effort trying to insulate you from reality. So the next time you feel the urge to tell your friends, family, or anyone who'll listen about how you're not in touch with your joy, Stick your hand down the front of your pants and leave the rest of us out of it. Such a sweet commercial. And such a wonderful sentiment. He sounds a lot like you, although I must say... Does he? Yeah. Well, I th- I'll take that as a compliment. I thought he was really a smashing He's announcer. A
1: smashing announcer. Earlier in the show, we had Philip Cohen comment that uh, Jonelle Sam sounds a lot like you as well.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I am from that part of the country, so yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of Jonell in all of us, I think, from that part of the world.
1: good thing I sound nothing like Jordan Ambersam. Absolutely. Far too nothing
0: masculine. like Jordan Ampersand. Far
1: too masculine. We want our special correspondents to represent segments of society that are so different from us, that are so. Kind of out yeah, there. Diversity.
0: That's what yeah. we're all about here at Absolutely. the Dinner Party Show. Dinner Party diversity.
1: Absolutely. Well, yes. on our Facebook page, we have a lot of people commenting on tonight's show. Henry Valdez, Valdez, excuse me, seems very excited by the idea of a grandmother with cleavage. That would be a remark back on our <laughs> breast conversation <laughs> earlier in the evening. Well, I would say that Anne would definitely be the sexiest grandmother character that you've seen in a while. Absolutely. Hubba, hubba. Samiko so Salson says, You look marvelous, Eric. I would never guess you could remember decades before the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, not lots
0: of decades, but
1: a little bit. Absolutely, that. absolutely. Justin Simpson says this is a great episode, and he's very happy that we asked his question about Rue McClanahan memories from Anne.
0: Oh, um, great guest. Really, really always glad great. to see Tony. Really excited for um, UPN. No, UBN. 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 UPN was that thing that sort of oh, replaced, it really work, and it didn't yeah. work out. That was work a television. Episode, so not their that station's going to work out. I also
1: think they were the perfect blast of cheerful, positive. energy. Energy to sort of calm us down after our Da Vinci's demons conversation. But I, however, however now, we have right. something else to talk about on that front. Yes. There,
0: yeah, the link to the glad uh, to glad is on the the. Facebook page. The Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> forgot the name of Facebook there for a minute cuz I'm still <laughs> so head up about the whole issue but you can click on that and actually put in your own comments to to glad to encourage them to you know at least raise the question with the folks at Stars. I don't think Stars is a bad network but I think that sometimes People need to be reminded that it's easy to overlook a minority or step on somebody's toes if you're just not thinking. And I Mm -hmm. I, I hope that that's the case. I I don't think it was a malicious choice, but I think by omission it was – it's a bad choice.
1: I, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think what I, I read people were doing earlier in the day is they're cutting and pasting your letter. Sharing the link actually just shares the link to the form on the GLAD website where you can write a message. But people like your letter so much that they're actually cutting and pasting the entire well, I letter appreciate that and too. putting it in the uh, GLAD entry blank on their site. And
0: sending that in. That's fine with me and they can sign their name to it. I'm perfectly happy with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on next week's show we have a lovely guest, Tim Federley, author of the comic novel *Better Nate Than Never* and *Tequila Mockingbird*, a
0: book of literary-themed cocktails. Right, recipes. and I'm going to call him the next to title all of the rest of my books because he comes up with the best titles. For Absolutely.
1: Books. *Better Nate Than Never* is about a young boy who moves to New York City to audition for *Et the Musical*. He goes.
0: He sneaks away from home. He runs away from home for one day to New York City to audition oh, for *Et the Musical*. *Et the Musical*. Yeah, *Et e. the Musical*. Yeah, he's eight. He's like in eighth grade, I think. He's yeah, like, yeah, he's. This kid and it's it's all his sort of it's very um I'm not done with it yet, but it's very sort of uh Gay Catcher in the Rye. <laughs>
1: oh. You know, I've never read Catcher in the Rye. Well, I
0: didn't like it, particularly. Okay. Nobody was gay, and it wasn't nearly this funny. It wasn't. Okay. Well,
1: I, one of the reasons I like the fact that we're having Tim on, we've had friends on, we've had people that we didn't know very well uh, come on with those friends. We've had complete strangers break into the studio and get then on the air. just grab the very mic alarming. and be like, I'm going to talk about what I saw on TV. Um, we, uh, Tim is somebody who we we're having on just because I liked his tweets. He started following me on Twitter, and so I started following him on Twitter, and he was so funny that that I would retweet his stuff and the night I retweeted him he wrote me and said I'm very sorry my boyfriend isn't here tonight because I just had to say to my empty bedroom Christopher Rice just retweeted me which made me feel like a big deal and I like feeling like a big deal I don't know if you've noticed So that's why right. we're
0: having Tim so he'll make
1: you feel like <laughs> no, a big deal. No, we're having deal. Tim because he's had two books come out and he's getting a big push on Better Nate than Never and, and he's really be funny.
0: In town so for we the... can just sit back and Tim will entertain. Absolutely. Here's hoping. That's not always true with writers. Sometimes you get writers <laughs> in the studio and it's like I saw an interview once with Neil Simon, who wrote all of those comic plays. Not a very funny guy. He no. seemed really sort of like very quiet. And he wasn't unpleasant, but he just didn't. He was not very. He was dull. He was yeah. a dull man. He was
1: Robert a, McKee, maybe your least favorite teacher oh my of screenwriting. God,
0: the most untalented man in the world. However,
1: he did say, and I think it's very true if you ever want to have a depressing dinner party, invite a bunch of comedy writers. Right. You know, but like if you want to have a really fun party, invite those of us who write about the really sick, twisted crap. Because we're getting it all out on the page, it's catharsis. What we do every day.
0: Yeah, and then after that, they're completely well adjusted. You know what? That's Shut how up. it works.
1: Shout out, Eric Chalkwood. Just because I bring up major catastrophes when a conversation starts to drag, or, you or when
0: you're thinking of writing a comic novel.
1: Yeah, by, I, by fa- that's Eric's favorite story about me. I said I'm going to write a comic novel, and you said. Uh, one in which
0: thousands are killed due to the confluences of dark forces. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's what he said. That's kind of what I said. Yeah. Uh-huh, going yeah, to right, a, right. a, a
0: comic slaughter. That's the kind of comedy Christopher would write. Absolutely. Okay, any housekeeping business we need? Any birthdays we we've forgotten? We
1: stuck that technical promo in the show. I hope there's nothing we've forgotten. You know, So get the end. apps. Get the and apps. Get the apps. The apps are free.
0: Everything we do and is free. And subscribe, because apparently that counts. We can't figure out how many people have subscribed, but once we do, it'll really help us out.
5: Absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) We
0: hope that, you know,
1: Intel is out there looking at how many people subscribe and they want to take out major advertising. Although we do have a long list of companies we won't let advertise on the show because we think they're assholes. Yeah. But 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 if if they make us
0: an offer. If they have enough money. Notice
1: that I'm not naming any of those companies in this moment because we don't, you
0: know. Yeah, but but it does help us out when you subscribe at iTunes. But it's free at iTunes. The app is free. And you can listen, of course, at the website 24-7. Our encores are always playing. Absolutely. Uh, so that's it for us here tonight. Thank you
1: all for joining us on Facebook and through other platforms. Thanks, I'm Anne Christopher thanks for
0: being our guest. This is Eric Shaw
1: Quinn, and you've been listening to the Dinner Party Show.
0: Thanks.